Hey ladies, welcome to WTF, Women Talking Frankly, a running conversation with your hosts, Kyle and Candace. And you, about issues facing women, such as health, hormones, our looks, our libido, life, and anything in between. We promise to dig deep and get into it each episode. Welcome. We're so glad you joined us today. Hi, Candace. Hi, Kyle. Well, it's nice to be back in a studio with you. A studio of sorts, a pandemic sort of studio. Because pandemics create exceptional times and exceptional mm-hmm. behaviors. We're not able to meet at, Dave, at Dan's studio right now, so Candace and Dave at their beautiful little house in McMinnville created a wonderful studio of curtains and softscape, and I think we're going to go with this. We drag the curtains off the rods, the blankets off the beds, the coat rack in the hallway, and it's we're I think we're we're good. You guys are awesome. So today <laughs> we're calling this episode with so much news, 24 hours about the pandemic. We're going to call this one a taking a break from the news or a pivot <laughs> from the pandemic, a pause from the pandemic. We're going to talk yes. about things that. Yes, please. Let's talk about things that inspire us, that make us laugh out loud, that motivate us, observations we've made during this time and what we've heard from other people we've asked, um, provide connections. I love it. And with Mother's Day almost upon us, talk about a memorable one. Mm. With the way things are going, this episode luckily won't air in time for Mother's Day, but we're still going to put it out there as close to it as possible. But because we have the challenges of recording the podcast, just about like everything else we've done these days, everything is different. Usually things are easy, but now everything takes a little bit more effort. But it's slowed us down a bit. But we can, and we should take the time to celebrate moms. Those you have known, Perhaps yourself, yes, mothers of pets and other living creatures does count. Absolutely. So I think it's fun to start with a little bit of humor. And a friend of mine, Kim Wilcox, sent me this years ago. And it's a job description of mothers. So let's go. It's called Mom, a job description. (laughs) This is hysterical. If it had been presented this way, none of us would have done it. Position, mother, mom, mama, mommy and ma. Job description. Long-term, team players needed for challenging permanent work in an often chaotic environment. Candidates must possess excellent communication and organizational skills and be willing to work variable hours, which will include evenings, weekends, and frequent 24-hour shifts on call. Some overnight travel required, including trips to primitive camping sites on rainy weekends Mm. and endless sports tournaments in faraway cities. We remember those. I remember those. Travel expenses not reimbursed. Extensive courier duties also required. Responsibilities. For the rest of your life, must be willing to be hated, at least temporarily, (laughs) until someone needs $5. Must be willing to bite your tongue repeatedly. Also must possess the physical stamina of a pack mule and be able to go from zero to 60 miles per hour in three seconds flat in case this time the screams in the backyard are not someone just crying wolf. Must be willing to face stimulating technical challenges such as small gadget repair, mysteriously sluggish toilets, (laughs) and stuck zippers. Must screen phone calls, maintain calendars, and coordinate production of multiple homework projects. (laughs) Must have the ability to plan and organize social gatherings for clients of all ages and mental outlooks. Must be willing to be indispensable one minute and embarrassment the next. Oh, my God, are we nodding our heads. Oh, my God. Must handle <clears throat> assembly and product safety testing of a half, testing of a half million cheap plastic toys and battery-operated <laughs> devices. Not my strength. <clears throat> Must always hope for the best but be prepared for the worst. Must assume final, complete accountability for the quality of the end product. And responsibilities also include floor maintenance and janitorial work throughout the facility. (laughs) (laughs) And then we've got possibilities for advancement and promotion, virtually none. Your job (laughs) is to remain in the same position for years without complaining, constantly retraining and updating your skills so that those in your charge can ultimately surpass you. (laughs) 
thankless task. Previous experience, none required, unfortunately. On-the-job training is offered on a continually exhausting basis. <laughs> uh, okay, wages and composition, compensation, get this. You pay them. <laughs> Offering frequent ways, raises and bonuses. A balloon payment is due when they turn 18 because of the assumption that college will help them become financially independent. Uh -huh. um, trying not to laugh out loud here, especially yes. these days. And when you die, you give them whatever's left. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> the oddest thing about this reverse salary scheme is that you actually enjoy it and wish you could only do more. Of course you do. Benefits, well, uh, while no health or dental insurance, no pension, no tuition exists, no reimbursement, no paid holidays, no stock options are offered. This job supplies limitless opportunities for personal growth and free <laughs> hugs for life. If you play your cards right, right? I love it. I right. love it. So, That's you know, the, the fun thing about that is that when it makes us all think about, you know, anybody who is a mom, has had a mom, or knows a mom, knows, and women in general, you know, even if you don't have kids, we know that women are, we have been told, we work a lot more than men do at mm. home and mm -hmm. And it, we work at work, and then we come work home, and we work another shift. There was Those actually, statistics are still true. Yeah, there was a book that came out at that maybe 20 years ago called The Second Shift. Yeah. And she actually cataloged, I mm. can't remember the author, but she cataloged all the things that women do when they come home from work, and it's a lot. And so we know that the challenges of being a woman at, at different points in your life definitely create what we're all about, hormonal balances and imbalances. So... Even in this, in this, in the midst of this pandemic, we're still trying to give the mess, the message out there that you still need to take care of yourself. Yeah, you, know, you need to find time for yourself, and uh, it's challenging. I think women are. I think I've said this before. Are notorious for taking care of everybody yes. else but themselves, especially when you are a mom. And um, you know, I, I I know with many of the moms that I'm talking to lately. It's interesting when I talk to clients on the phone who've done their hormone testing, I'll ask them, how's it going for you where you are? And uh, as with young moms, it's if they're a new mom, it's the sleep, the sleep situation is worse than it was to begin with because new moms don't sleep. No. Some new moms have postpartum depression, um, so they may be feeling more depressed and more at odds. And... Um, and also anxiety, you know, just this general back burner anxiety that's going on. In the meantime, you've got a baby to take care of. And yeah. so I think it's particularly hard for, for new moms. And I think this is a good time, really, for what I'm saying to new moms and younger moms is take this time to notice your cycles and your, you know, what, what how are you? There's a, there's a great book Alyssa Vitti wrote, Woman Code, that really takes you through the various cycles of um, you know, the reproductive cycle, your menstrual cycle, the ovula ovulatory phase, all the different phases so that you can kind of match up what's happening, how do you feel, what are your strengths, what should you eat, you know, it's a good time to start noticing that. Yeah. And especially with new moms who maybe are still breastfeeding and are hoping to restore their cycles, their periods, and get back to some place that feels like normal, this is a good time to really take more notice of what's happening with you and with older moms I, I think of i think of moms who have kids in high school who can't mm. go to the prom i know you know graduation and you know how we as moms we always want it to be better for our kids than it was for us or we I might know. be sewing the prom dress or you know dropping them off at the pre-party or some getting their hair done and all of that can't be done um as it is this time so i think older moms are suffering in a way that's kind of mixes in with the melancholy of transitioning into menopause the mood swings um you yeah. know the different the different the change that you feel where you don't feel like yourself that's really what we hear so often from from menopausal women and especially menopausal moms. And I've often talked about when I was in perimenopause with young kids, I had hot flashes and night sweats and horrible mood swings and was scaring our kids. So I think now's a good time 
that we have some time to notice that, yeah. you know, self-care, let's, that we can take care of everyone else, but, but we need to also be right there at the top of the to-do list to taking care of us and, and engaging in self-care. Actually, today there's um, a Zoom class that my daughter Jess is running for DIY facials. Oh, fun. And when this is over today, I'm going to tune into that and make, I think it's going to be an avocado lavender oil facial. Nice. That sounds like How about that? You know? I know. It's true. And I think, you know, I I have, um, when we're talking about this time period, Candace and I were chatting about this before, is that this pandemic has had an effect on everybody. The whole world has paused, and that's not ever happened. You know, when you think even World War World Wars, we haven't all paused at the same time, but this, this no. has taken the whole world by storm. And... Not everybody's affected the same way. Some people are still working and working harder than ever. But many of us, probably more people than not, are having more time on their hands. And a lot of people are stuck home with their kids. And they can't go to work. And their kids are home. And they had to figure out the first few weeks. I am still doing telehealth uh, medical conferences you know, with one of my patients. I'm doing like you know, anywhere from 8 to 10 a day. And I'm talking to moms at home. And it was kind of fun this is one of those silver linings. I get to see people in their home settings. I get to see like their bedrooms. Oh, yes. I get to see their kitchens. I get uh -huh. to hear their dogs. The kids walk through. The husbands walk in to help them with the technology, the whole thing. But at first, they were all overwhelmed, just trying to keep their kids afloat and trying mm -hmm. to figure out how do I homeschool on top of perhaps my own job, running the household, paying the bills, doing the normal things, and my also God. cooking more than ever. So... I think there's a lot of stress. And what I keep hearing from women over and over again is that those with teenagers especially, at first it was kind of rough, but the teenagers are really appreciating their parents. Mm -hmm. like especially if they have a good relationship, a good relationship, good enough that you know they want to be with their friends, but they realize they can't be with their friends. They're having to stay home and stay connected with their parents. And it's a new, it's a new paradigm. It's very interesting. Well, I think it might be a, a good time to have dinner together. We get oh, yeah. back to some of those basics we were talking about that 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 do seem we fall into those yeah. when when we're sucked into the technology to the point where we're brain dead. I mean, now we have those of us who aren't working harder have more hours in the day, and we find ourselves in a lot of Zoom meetings. Yep. Which I, I started resisting that at first because I felt. They were so there's they're a bit unnatural. You mm -hmm. you want to get with your friends, but in in a way because you're on camera the whole time, it's you feel more self conscious because yep. you're looking at everybody's face and your own. Yes, which and is not the normal way to have a conversation. Have you seen so, that on the Zoom um, thing? Maybe some of you noticed it actually has a, a button that says how to improve your Zoom appearance. <laughs> <laughs> I know. After my book club, uh, we had several comments where one of my friends, Diane, in the in the group said, "I need to take myself to a dark hole somewhere and not reappear for a while." But everyone was aware of, yeah, the lighting needs to get better. And then people with the funny Zoom screens behind them and changing where they are, kind of the tropics. But I noticed that too. Oh yes, how does that happen? They have was... there's, there's some kind of setting. But the other yeah. thing that happens is that people at first during this whole time period. We're really like everybody's in full makeup, and and then now everybody's letting slick show up. With obviously, maybe I haven't taken a shower today, but again, it's you know it's a stressful time for people. But I think people are rallying, and I think that's the beauty of it. And women, you know, we are amazing people. I mean, women are just incredible. The strength, then the resilience of people and women, particularly that I'm seeing in this time period, has just been incredible. Interesting phrase, the famous phrase, necessity is the mother of invention. Of invention. It's true. <laughs> we become, yeah. we mothers do know how. And you were mentioning having teens at home. And I remember when I turned 50, my daughter Jess turned 13 and got her period the very same day on my birthday. Oh my God. Oh, well, she didn't turn 13 on that day. She got her period on that day. And I just remember, oh, my husband, wall to wall hormones. He's oh. going to have to deal with this. Yeah. But um, too much estrogen, lack of estrogen. But how interesting if you're at home together more and you're all, you know, to kind of try to sync up what's going on there instead yeah. of reacting to each other, maybe trying to understand what is going on with your hormones. We have to I think actually things. now is a good time to test hormone levels. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, I'm testing them all the time. I can't tell you how many people are just saying I need to test them. Mm -hmm. But I think navigating um, your relationships, I and mean, obviously we've all heard this, that people who, like in China, when this virus hit there first, 
there's more divorces, but there's also a lot more people coming closer together. Yeah. So it's a real. It's really going to um, put a, uh, a spotlight on the kind of relationship you have, and it's time to work on those relationships. Right, and, and I we think have so too. because we have the time. I know for myself, I'm a busy person. You're a busy person. All my friends are busy. We're all busy, busy, busy. And now we can't be so busy. So we have time to self-reflect and and take the time to be with one another and make mm -hmm. those connections. Mm -hmm. I I thought that must be there's going to be rise in divorce rates and and but I think there's also going to be uh, that might be for the best. The people that you know, needed to needed to, but but those people that are you know growing also people like myself and my husband. And we're in our, you know, sit, well, we're we're early seventies now, so we're really grappling with our own mortality as yeah. well. I mean, there's something about hitting seventy that's really. But at the same time, you know, I find myself doing more to keep myself in 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 good shape and yes. to to balance my hormones and to you know to try to help my husband because we're both aging and we're both changing hormonally, and this is a good time to be more conscious of that and. And just, you know, think, am I taking my liposomal C and my vitamin D and my adrenal uh, no. supports? Why not? I want to boost my immune system. Hey, I want to live forever. Yeah. yeah. And there's that, whole, <laughs> that, that old expression, youth is wasted on the young. Yeah. <laughs> and so when you're young, you feel invincible. You feel like you have the whole, your whole life ahead of you. And as you get older, those um, years become a little bit more precious. And you're, you're right, mm -hmm. you tend to want to get more done and, and more efficiently. And, and, and settle, things settle, things that yeah. you always wanted to do. And so I think for us, uh, we're getting those, you know, those things organized and the closets cleaned out. And for some of the younger people, like my daughters are living in Santa Monica where the lockdown's been very tough. You know, yeah, they've, they've blocked tough. all the beaches and, and that I kind of, that's hard because they can't walk along the beach, breathe the air. They can't be on the bike paths and they've got all that testosterone and yeah. all those flowing hormones. And so they're, you know, trying to find hikes and, but they're having a great time there. It's, it's turning into a blast for them. They're not feeling as much like they need to get their nest in order as that they need to get out and find outlets for their energy. Yeah. I, said, I don't think stuck. I, I don't think this pandemic should be equated with being stuck inside. No. Oh, well, I think we're lucky. I mean, obviously, you know, we both live in Oregon here. We have yeah. the beauty in nature and some things have been closed off to us in nature. And that seems cruel. It is tough. But again, we're in this together. And I think, um, women are the best at helping one another get through this and yeah. so we want to remind you that we're here for you and let's get to a little humor <laughs> though we have a couple more funny little things that you know a couple years ago many years ago i was um uh, had a i was uh, the role of the inspiration person for this national charity league so I, I came upon all this fun stuff well one of the things i did last week with all my extra time was purge my file cabinet and i found this folder and i found these funny funny little things about moms getting back to the moms and I just want to read a few, and Candace will read a few. Um, these are all answers, and these are, these are real-life answers given by second-grade children to the following questions. Why did God make mothers? One, she's the only one who knows where the scotch tape is. <laughs> Number two, mostly to clean the house. Number three, to help us get out of there when we were getting born. <laughs> Um, let's see, what's a good one here? Who's the boss at your house? Mom doesn't want to be boss, but she has to because dad's such a goofball. Uh, <laughs> and here's another answer to who's the boss, mom. You can tell by room inspection, she sees the stuff under the bed. That's always true. <laughs> what does your mom do in her spare time? Mothers don't do spare time. <laughs> I know, that's the best. I that's love that one. harking back to what we were just saying. Right, right. How about how did God make mothers? Well, he used dirt, just like for the rest of us, or magic plus superpowers and a lot of stirring. Mm. Or God made my mom just the same like he made me. He just used bigger parts. Oh, adorable. They're so sweet. Um, more over there? Oh, yeah. What kind of little girl was your mom? Well, my mom has always been my mom and none of that other stuff. <laughs> well, the other one says, I don't know because I wasn't there, but my guess would be pretty bossy. <laughs> and the other one said, no, they say she used to be nice. <laughs> so it's, it's a great perspective on kids. I remember my, my daughter, Ryan, saying to me, you're not the boss of me. 
Oh, yes, I am. I am. Yeah, I know it too. This is good. What is your mom doing in her spare time? I had read one of these, but not the other one. To hear her tell it, she pays bills all day long. And I was hilarious. That. I think that's great. And what would it take to make your mom perfect? On the inside, she's already perfect. I love that. Outside, I think some kind of plastic surgery. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> and this one is good. This one's really relevant right now. Diet, you know, her hair. I diet maybe blue. <laughs> so I have a little full disclosure right now. I think I was telling you, Kyle, a bit ago, I actually found myself in Rite Aid with my mask on, six <laughs> feet apart from everybody, staring at the different products on the shelves for hair, hair coloring, deciding, should I go gray? Should I not go gray? Should I do a tint? Maybe I should do a blue tint. Oh, I'll tell you what advice. I did. I bought some, I, bought, I took lemon juice and put it on my roots, but my roots stayed dark and the rest of my hair got light. So I'm one of those people whose hair is not going gray. It's just getting darker. Well, you're fashionably trendy with I, the dark roots. I got the ombre going on. Yeah. So knowing that many of us might not get to spend time with our moms or someone we call mom or our own children this year, we want to look forward to the time in the not so distant future where we can spend some special moments together, cooking a meal, baking a cake, bringing some fresh flowers, Little things that we remembered as being so basic, toasting a future filled with health and togetherness. But for one thing we know, like Oprah always says, what we know for sure is people need each other. Technology is helping us to stay connected in a weird way, but it's not replacing human touch. It's not replacing mm, feelings, no. spontaneous looks, moments, walking down the street, the scent of lilacs on a spring breeze, the smell of fresh coffee in the morning. The feel of sunshine on your skin, sitting side by side with somebody, sharing a sharing pot of tea, yeah. a bottle of wine, watching a rom-com together. So there's so many things that, even like Candace said, technology. I was telling Candace we had a book club meeting on um, Zoom a few weeks back. There was, I think, 12 or 14 of us. And what's interesting about the Zoom, which was a positive, I think, is that we are all having to speak at uh, one, one at a time. So you don't have all these little sub-conversations going on. and Everybody's present in the moment. So that's a positive about technology, mm -hmm. but we're missing a lot. And with COVID-19, we promised not to talk about that too much, but we know that we're doing the right thing by flattening the curve because we're seeing so many people in our country with this now, this, this positive virus, over a million and probably more like two million are really positive. We're not testing enough people, obviously. And out of those, over 70,000 have died. That's about a 3%. If you think about that, at 70,000 70, and about 2 million people who probably yeah. have it, that's about yeah. a 3% case uh, of, of mortality. So we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, and, and we're, 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 we're flattening the curve. If we hadn't done it, about 5 million people could have died by now. So the numbers are staggering, and they're painful. But even if you don't know someone who's been affected by C-19, you can't escape the photos. You can't no. escape the news, the sadness. <clears throat> 30 million people have applied for unemployment, so our recovery will be slow and hard. But we have to continue to be there for one another, to be unselfish, to be present, and to be compassionate and caring and kind, even when we're tired. Like at the end of the day, some days you just wake up and you think, can this just be over? And it's not, it's not going to be over for a while. So we have to learn ways. There's a curious inertia. Yeah, there is. It's this. like, so in many ways, this is our depression, the, the Great Depression, our World War II, our moments yes. to take lemons and make lemonade, isn't it? So yeah. here's what we, here's what we at WTF, we're going to pivot and talk about the silver linings, mm -hmm. the things that I know that all of you are talking about amongst yourselves. We've all yeah. noticed that in spite of the sadness and the hardship and the despair and the people working on the front lines and the photos we see, there's been some good things that have happened. Yeah. Right? I, I Just a couple come to mind and then we have several others, but I wanted to say in relation to your book club meeting and people getting to talk one-on-one -on -one and not talking over each other, that we're learning to listen. Yes. Isn't, Isn't that, that so important? It's so important. I, don't, I think we're losing the art of listening in so many ways. And, and now, you know, we're getting, we're really listening. And, and you know how it's become, even with texting, it's been weird to call somebody. It's yeah. like an intrusion yeah. into yeah. their day. Absolutely. Got to make an appointment to make a phone call. I, I think crazy. people have had it now with this. We want to, I want to hear your voice. It's I so want to listen. It's so true. Texting, you know, I think texting was a wonderful thing. And I think most of us started doing it because our kids wouldn't communicate with us otherwise. Mm -hmm. And then we all became, mm -hmm. and I'm obsessed and my phone is too much a part of my life. But 
I've picked up the phone so many times in the last few weeks and had a, like an hour conversation with somebody. So many conversations that so are fun. quality conversations. And just and just meandering <clears throat> conversations rather than this texting and this emailing and this sort of impersonalness. And sometimes those things can be so misconstrued. Some people are very cold in their texting and their emailing and you can kind of get like, oh, what does they mean by that? If you talk to them on the phone, it's like a whole different ballgame. At least the tone of voice, yeah, yeah, I mean, we get to these very basic things. With texting, though, I have found that it can almost replace the communication totally with really good friends. Absolutely. Um, and, and now that is becoming not acceptable because we're craving each other's, the sound of each other and being together. And it is this interesting thing that together, by staying apart, we're supporting each other. Yep, yep. Um, and so we have to find other ways to do that since we have to be physically well, distant. When we were growing up, Candace, you know, we had landlines, we had phones, we didn't yeah. have answering machines, we didn't have email, we had snail mail, and we had phones, and we had personal contact. Well, we all have those things now, we just added all this technology, again, which has been great because you, my laptop broke two weeks ago. It got zoomed out. Got it was, the coronavirus, huh? Well, it got some kind of virus. Well, it's nine years old, and it just could not handle all the technology. So I've been living on the iPad or mm -hmm. no computer or at work. Mm -hmm. And it's been like, wow, if you didn't have a computer in this time period, you really would be lonely. And then older people who don't know how to use technology, I'm sure they're isolated and, and learning all this stuff and trying to figure it out by yourself in your home because you're socially isolated. It's hard. So it's nice to have the phone just to pick up and call somebody. Uh, what about the lost art of letter writing? I if, think if that's silver, so another lost art. That's another major silver lining. I think people are taking pen to paper and starting to write a real letter. I think. You're and right. remember what, like you were saying, when we grew up. Yeah. Snail mail. It was fun to get a, something in the mail. Well, and I, still, we still go out to our post boxes and want to pick up our mail. And I can't. I've been getting like these letters at work. So people thanking me and my, my retirement. I've been getting cards. And I don't know about you. I'm not a huge saver of things, hmm. but I do. Save cards that people give me because I know when I'm, someday when I'm sitting there, I'm not going to have text messages to look at. Of I'm not going to have emails to look at. How do you love a text message? How do you love a text message? How do you love <laughs> an you email? You can love a letter. You print you can a letter love and a card. There's yeah. some, so maybe this is the time to start sending cards again. I've actually sent some funny things to my family, some funny little gag gifts in the mail. Mm -hmm. and just so, because people, I mean, I know I live in a condo and I can't tell you how many packages come every day. At first it was very quiet mm -hmm. and then it got really busy and then Amazon shut down and said only essentials. Now it's back to like, because now they're using the post office, I guess. So now packages are coming every day and people are getting mail and people are craving something coming to their door. Absolutely. And as a kid, yeah. didn't you love to go to the mailbox? I do, and I, I still do, but just, you know, and every time you get a real card from someone... It's amazing. My good friend Mary always sends me cards, and they're handwritten, mm -hmm. just to tell me that she values our friendship, or just to comment on something we talked about, and it's just, it's a gift. I've saved every one of her cards. I do too. And, and, and I'm going to start, just sitting here right now, I've just said I'm going to start doing some more writing of my own. I don't even think any of us remember how to write. I'm, and I have, and I, <laughs> you I, write. And you know, and you know me, my handwriting, people are always like, Kyle, nice sentiment, have no idea what you well, wrote. Well, you're a, you're a <laughs> provider. So, so funny, funny, funny. But the, okay, so that's a wonderful thing to think about, uh, sending a card, connect to be reconnecting yeah. like yeah I mean I'm reconnecting with my high school friends I saw a bunch of them last two years ago and we have doing these little zoom happy hours we did a a derby day the other day we all wore hats and had mint juleps it was fun but think about you know I know everybody's talking about this one the world on pause well guess who's thanking us for that nature yeah less pollution I went mm. to the beach last weekend and I have seen bald eagles on the Oregon coast before. I saw so many. I saw three bald eagles and two uh, males. I saw two females and a bunch of eaglets. I was walking down. I was what like, a treat. And then you heard about coyotes walking over the Golden Gate Bridge down Michigan Avenue in Chicago. I mean, I'm imagine. Now, I grew that. up in Chicago, and I remember going shopping with my mom on Michigan Avenue to see a coyote would have been cool. It would have been really cool. So, and Kyle will post that picture of her eagle. I will. I'll post that picture of my eagle. I, on I, the show note. That'll be there. That's pretty cool. And then, you know, you hear about, I was listening to the radio this morning. They were talking about the sounds of birds. And actually, they're saying the sounds of birds is not louder. They actually get louder when the noise gets louder. They actually are not as loud now, but it just seems louder. 
louder because we have no background noise. Because they were showing this woman was, um, she's an, a wildlife biologist and she was taping at, uh, birds in, in the city and with the noise and not during like traffic -y times. And it was interesting, but don't you, haven't you all noticed the sounds of birds singing? It is just, it's astounding. I just said to Dave the other day, are those, are birds singing louder lately? <laughs> that is actually must be what it is. And, and you were talking about the, the clearer skies. Yeah. I'm sure those oh. areas of the world, I wonder if we'll open up more dark sky areas. You know, there are just certain areas in the world that, that have a truly dark sky. I bet we'll, get, we'll see more of those. I remember last week going into Portland, we hadn't been in there since this all, whole thing started, and we just drove through to see what it felt like, went up to Piddock Mansion, which is a beautiful oh, place in yes. our town. Uh, built by you know the old railroad industry um industrial magnate and um the view from there you could see every mountain peak isn't All that amazing five, mount mount hood mount rainier mount adams mount jefferson and what's the other one mount st helens mount st helens yes you can see them all clearly and you not always you can't always do that even though we have beautiful skies here you know it is amazing awesome. truly the word awesome it applies. is awesome and it, it's it's really <clears throat> incredible and so nature is very thankful, and you hear about that, like they have these webcams set up in the national parks, and they're seeing bears in the middle of the road, they're seeing <laughs> animals like they've never seen before. Wow. The wildlife biologists are just going crazy. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty neat. Then the other thing that the silver lining is, and I ask, actually asked my son today, I said, you know, what do you think? He goes, well, you know, he works, he's got a very busy job, he works for a large sport, sporting company, and he said he has time to think, to stop, to do things, to connect. He said he has times during the week now to get things done. Even though he's still working as much as he always has, he's home now or he's, you know, somewhere working in a virtual office somewhere. So he's able to catch up on things. And that's a really interesting thing. And I keep thinking, Marie Kondo, man, you inspired us, mm -hmm. but now, but not everybody's been able to do it. The first couple of weeks, I had all these women saying, I'm cleaning my garage. I think we're going to have the cleanest garages in America. Yeah. And closets. Closets and purging. Our closets are going to have closets. <laughs> I mean, we're so well organized, my God. I know, I kind of ran out of things to organize one weekend. I was like, because I'm living in that condo, and I'd already purged two years ago. Well, I purged again the other day. I was like, okay, mm -hmm. I got it. And my closet's getting all these fun little things in it. It actually feels good. It, it, and, you know, my pantry is organized. My refrigerator is organized. And the purging, that feels good, too, because I know in this little town that I live in, the only people you see on the street are the homeless people. Mm-hmm. And that really puts the stark into stark relief, yes, you know, about the homeless and, and how we're help, helping them and what they need. And so purging is certainly something, you know, that, that is important to do. It's going to benefit right those people. Yeah. And then you didn't, you know, the other thing we're all getting a little tired of, but at first it was fun, was all the home cooking and baking. You know, it was funny. I remember, <laughs> I don't know if you heard about this. I'm sure you all did. But the first week, the things that went off the shelf was the toilet paper. Oh, yeah. And then the second week was the hand sanitizer. And third week, they couldn't keep the flour and yeast in stock. I have a theory. I'm going to swear a bit. I have a theory that the reason the toilet paper was flying off the shelves in the early days is because we were just shitting ourselves, right? <laughs> With all this COVID-19, this virus is coming to get us. I mean, good grief. I thought it was crazy that people got that toilet paper. I didn't. I didn't want to hoard it. But, you know, it was like one of those things that people were getting a little, yeah. I, I think it was just a symbol. And that became like the commodity of trade. You know, I'll trade you a, I'll trade you a toilet paper for a bottle of wine. Okay, yeah, yeah score. Right. I'm sure somebody's, I'm sure it's happened. Oh, I'm sure it is. Too. But, but the cooking and the baking, so how does that boil down to, to, to the gaining weight or to well, the... Well, the, the quarantine 15, you mean? That, yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think some people are getting in better shape and some people are gaining weight. And I think for a while, it's like, you know, you, you kind of, I don't know about you, the first week, thinking back to this now it's we're in week six now of our stay at home i had a complete inertia i was so like i didn't get anything more done the first week i was kind of like Ooh, i don't know what to do i, I mean I'm, i don't I, I was just stuck and then gradually i began to process it and think okay well i got i have all this extra time on my hands i gotta figure this out and then the cooking started and the baking started but there's mm -hmm. just two of us i don't want to bake too much who am i going to give it to <laughs> yeah I, this is there's this lovely little Thing, this quote that I read from a 21-year-old college student who was in the New York Times, he said, while it may feel like one frustrating snow day after another, we may never find a better opportunity to attend to ourselves and the objects of our daily neglect for years. It's so true. 
So, you know, if you're cooking and you're making wonderful, let's say, blueberry brand muffins, which I made 12 of yeah. and brought six to my neighbor, and I've been doing that. Now she's getting used to them. Oh, my God. She's going <laughs> to want them for the rest of eternity. She really likes them. <laughs> Make me but, some, too. <laughs> but, you know, I had that curious inertia, too, and then I was baking and feeling good about that. And I have spent more time cooking and learning how to cook because I'm really not a very good cook. But following recipes has been fun. But it's also put me much more in tune with what am I eating? Mm -hmm. What do I eat? When do I eat? Who am I when I'm eating or not eating? Mm -hmm. When when your day is, de you know, you, you know this funny inertia you were mentioning, why you think you're going to get more done because you have more time, but there are no demarcations of nope. time anymore. You don't have to be somewhere. You don't have to have this meeting. You're not going... And, you know, it. we also distract ourselves yes, with because everything is available to us. And I hope this time maybe shows us that we are able better to focus now. Maybe yeah. we're going to be able to calm down and focus more. But I have I have noticed in the people I'm talking to on the phone, the consults I'm doing, they're saying that they people are saying, I want to take better care of me because mm -hmm. I've got time to notice now. So and I'm baking more, but I'm baking healthy things. And then I'm yes. making sure that I get my, my daily good walk or my workout or my Zoom class in Pilates or whatever it is. Yep. So the balance is coming back in people's yep. lives. You know, it's like you can't just be doing one thing and not noticing and being unconscious and rushing through your day anymore because no. there's no reason to rush through your day anymore. No, and I always tell people when they say to me, you know, I don't know how you get all the stuff done you do. How do you exercise? I always say, we all get 24 hours in a day. Nobody gets more. Nobody gets less. It's how, how yeah. you handle your time. And like you were saying, there are no... Unless you're okay, unless you're working a job still and you're still doing the things you were doing right now, every day wakes we wake up every day is the same. It's kind of like Maggie Smith said in um, in uh, Downton Abbey, "What is a weekend?" You know, because <laughs> because you, what is a weekend right now? It's like okay, every day is the same. Sometimes I wake up and go, "What day is this?" And I think that happens to people when they're not working or there's kind of you're untethered, and so you have all this time. And you, like you said, you have to create your own discipline. You have to create your own time constraints. Your time for exercise, your time for mm -hmm. eating, your time for being healthy, your time for prayer, for meditation, whatever it is that you do for reading, catching up with friends, and you and you have to learn this new rhythm. It's a new rhythm. You're not, you're not being pulled in a million different directions by like for me playing tennis or meeting some friend for a happy hour. You just you can't do those things. So every Everything is now, a new, it's you. You're in charge of that universe. And, and, yeah. and, and it sort of becomes a reflection of who you are and what your priorities are, don't you think? I think I think so. And I think the silver lining in that is not only realizing that really we're put on this earth, the gift of life is very palpable to me right now. Um, Absolutely. And all we have is time. I mean, I oh, say yeah. that to my husband sometimes, you know, go, oh, you all you have is time. But I mean, all we have, is, it's how we use our time. And we have in, in past years, time has accelerated to the point where we are always crazy busy, which seems like an admirable thing. But I think people are seeing it's not, I don't think that's going to be the new normal anymore. I, I think people are appreciating the chance to slow down, given the excuse. It's like, oh, thank God. Off the treadmill. Yeah, I don't. Off, off the treadmill. Don't, you know, maybe I'm missing my friends, but maybe I'm not missing the 30 birthdays and, and mm -hmm. the, you know, destination weddings. And, and, and maybe people are learning how to relax. And, and maybe be. those cortisol stress hormones are going down at the same time. It's going to be an interesting time to see... When all is said and done, uh, when this too shall pass, what did those stress hormone levels look like in test results? Yeah. You and I should be maybe charting that. And well, and I think, you know, it's, you know, again, all these conversations, there's so much to talk about with this, but there um, is. I mean, everybody has an observation about this time period. My husband's an introvert, I'm obviously an extrovert. <laughs> Introverts are actually finding it easier in the pandemic because they're used to like being a home and being alone. They don't mind it as much. Where we extroverts are it's always torture. It's torture. Yeah, but it's good because it makes you find yourself again. Mm -hmm. Like I know for myself, I was a big sewer when I was younger. I put my sewing machine away to the point where I didn't even know where my manual was. And so I didn't know if I had it at the beach house. So I was like, I pulled my sewing machine next. I wanted to make masks. I thought I'm going to do something purposeful. Good for you. So I made my, got my fabric when Joe. How many masks? You made a ton of I them. I made like didn't 30. You? And I'm going, to make, I'm going to make more. People stop me and say, could you make me one? So I'm, I'm having people just give a donation to the like a food bank. But, um, but I started making masks. But I, but before I could start making masks, I couldn't remember how to 
to, to wind the bobbin on my machine, so I had to get the YouTube video out. <laughs> oh, and yeah. I was like, oh my God. But it was fun. I sat, I spread all my stuff out, and I thought, this is a really great old hobby to get back to. Just so the I, words, wind the bobbin. The wind word the bobbin. Wind the bobbin. <laughs> I just got so this old memory fashion. in my head of my mother's 1948 Singer <laughs> sewing machine and the bobbin and how you threaded it. I think I could still do it right now. Well, yeah, and, but the fun thing is, again, I haven't had time, and I've talked about it for years. I took quilting classes when I was younger, and I loved, we used to have these little quilting retreats with my friends and I haven't had time to do that and I, I can't think that I would ever have had the time to, I would have never made the time again you okay. have the time and now you I might not have made the time that's what I'm saying so now that's this what is, we're learning this has forced me to make mm -hmm. the time and I'm now making aprons and it's and not that I'm gonna be sewing all day long but it's fun to have that purpose again and have yeah. a, a finish there's something about my husband and I were talking about this today a purpose of each day a purpose and maybe a product something that you've created mm -hmm. I'm not as an artist so I don't create that way but I think you know there's different things I can do cooking is a creativity writing is something we all have things doing something for a neighbor is creative whatever it is but finding the time to and having the time and then using the time and the way we think of time and the way it passes there's yes. a feeling of time is passing more slowly perhaps but Actually, if we can cultivate stillness, time is still passing, but we're feeling better about it because we're not having to feel busy. I exactly. think there's something about, we don't have to always be busy. No. We, in fact, when people are really stressed and not learning how to calm down and are suffering from imbalances due to their stress levels, learning to relax is one of the most important things and yet nobody knows how to do that because we're go we're on all the time so now the idea of having unstructured time living in this world of unstructured time gives you a chance to feel what that's like yeah it does. and the other day i sat and did a sketch in our new edition we have a new it's room amazing. that's giving us some some space and i just drew a picture of my favorite chair um, and a cup of tea, and I just took some watercolors. I don't really know what I'm doing, but I think two hours must have passed, but I didn't know how much time had passed. That's fabulous. I lost my sense of time, and I was totally into the detail, and it was such a rest for my brain. And I know for myself, I, as a kid, I was a huge reader, and I'm a big reader now, people who know me, but I hadn't had the time to read, and I sat the other day for three hours and read, and I thought, oh my God, when have I given myself permission to do that? And we call these things a guilty pleasure. I know, guilty pleasure. These are and like, yet, what was the alternative? Racing the, around to 10 different activities, maybe. I and, don't know. And but. I think back to some of the old shows, like you and I talked about watching Poldark or watching Downton Abbey. Back in the day, people stayed home, and they didn't travel a lot. You were, you were home, and mm -hmm. you, you might have had a visitor every now and then, but you were alone. And I think we're all faced with ourselves now. Yeah. I think we're all faced with, you know... You can't see your friends. You can't do this. So you're sort of stuck with yourself. And who are you? And are you enjoying your own time? Are you enjoying your own company? Yeah, and enjoying a, your own company. That's a big deal. And then the other thing um, I think that's a silver lining here is uh, how can we help out? How people are being amazing. I know I just lined up to donate blood and you know, making the masks or reaching out to a neighbor who can't get out or buying, like keeping other businesses alive. Like a lot of restaurants and, and stores are doing the gift card thing. We all don't want those neighborhood shops to close down. Oh my goodness, it's such no. a rough time. I, I've been thinking of every single book I ever wanted to read and ordering it yeah. at my book and ordering different women's. I've ordered Tori Hudson's Women's Encyclopedia of Health and oh my God. The, the latest book by Neil Barnard, Your Body in Balance. Um, you know, so I'm making more of a study. That's another thing, studying. Yeah. Making a study of something. No, it's great. That and I, you know you need to know more about and that you haven't given yourself the focus and time time to to so books in that sense the enjoyable books and the other and the learning books are but like yeah. my son and his friends came up with this thing and they created these shirts and they're selling them and they're selling oh, them. yeah it's a non they created a non-profit and the money's going to all the health um, i sorry the food workers in in, in oregon and they've i think they've mm -hmm. raised like ten thousand dollars now i mean it's a lot of money great but people are doing things and they're reaching out and you're watching I mean, people doing concerts on TV. I mean, the, all the performers are going crazy. The athletes are doing stuff. Well, and the stones in their oh, bedrooms. It was fantastic. Who, when else do you get to get into Mick Jagger's bedroom? I. <laughs> wow. Wow. That was I like, don't mind. I, and I, I should mention a silver lining with the, the service workers, restaurant workers. My daughter's husband, Josh Sukan, look him up on Ice and Alchemy. 
He lost his job early on. He's a bartender, mixologist extraordinaire and was really getting anxious and worried. And he has turned his life around with he's doing all these cocktail classes online. I think and he it's is, fabulous. He's maxed out. And I remember That's thinking, great. and I, I was just thinking, he's doing so well. He's busier than ever. And, and it just occurred to me, the cocktail hour is back. Oh, absolutely. Because we, what's happened is we've gone to happy hours, right? right. So happy hours, you meet, meet your friends in restaurants. You meet, So we can't do that right no. now. So the revival of the cocktail hour. Now, I don't know about your parents, but my parents had a little bar. Oh, yeah. My, my mom had this special room. She painted the walls and put designs on it. And they had their little bar and their table with the upholstered turquoise upholstered chairs. And they had people over for cocktails yeah, in the evening. So remember, cocktail hour was home. It was home. It was at home. Home and you so you did that you made you had all your ingredients and you made something delicious and you did it all at home and, and that so was we had a cocktail totally normal. We, had, we had a happy hour with some people a couple that we know we on, we were on for an hour and a half with them on a zoom call we were laughing so hard having so much fun and I thought it actually felt like we visited them yes and it was really a very special time and I think that is Again, that's a lemon lemonade thing, you know. Mm -hmm. When would we have taken that time to really and really be present with it? And everybody, again, you can't just talk to like. Oftentimes, when you get together with another couple, the two men might be talking, the two women might be talking, but you're all talking together. Yeah, and that's a very different dynamic. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's so often when you go to a party, like even I was saying at book club, you have people in these little cross conversations, and then we all might sit and talk about the book for twenty minutes and then back. It's a different, it's a different dynamic, and I think that's a positive thing. Again, like you were saying, Candice, we're listening. Yeah, we're listening. The art of listening is coming back, mm -hmm. and maybe we're tasting yes. more. Maybe we're noticing what we're eating. Maybe we're just, you know, really taking stock of how how we feel when we have that conversation. Or, well, how did that really? You know, I'm trying to adjust to the, the weird new world of communicating always online and really feeling, like I said, I feel somewhat self-conscious. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but but turning that around into just sort of being more self-observant. Uh, observant. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think the revival of these things like cocktail hour and um, and and the different things, games. Games. I, I, playing my games. husband, I forced him to play Scrabble with me and he actually beat me the other day, which oh, is God. unbelievable. I would love to learn the best card game of all time, which is, they say is bridge. I can't learn it. I, 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 don't have, I don't have these, but I want to learn Mahjong. Oh, is Mahjong a good one? It's supposed to be great. Yeah. So things like that I are, know. you know, we do have things to look forward to. We do. And I think the time, and, and it's fun. You know, I, I know I'm going to make my husband learn casino if, I, if it kills me. What's casino? Is it's, that a card game? It's an too? old, old card game that I used to play with my grandmother, and I played with my daughter. And it's funny, the woman I oh. work with, she's the only other person I know, of, and she grew up in New York too. And we, she said she loves it. It's a, it's a, got a lot of skill, and it's got, you know, some card games have some skill and some luck. It has some uh -huh. skill, and it's a lot of fun. And it's just another game. I mean, there's so many games. And it, it, again, there's just, these are like getting back to basics, right? Mm -hmm. we're, we're rewinding a little bit. We're, we're all caught up in these incredibly busy lives. And I am the guiltiest of all. I'm, I'm a very busy person. But this has really forced me to say, okay, hit the pause button. And also made us aware that we can't just throw all of the past and all of the things that we grew up with and all of those basic pleasures and things that are that are intrinsic to being human we just can't throw them out because technology is here no. so that means we never have to write a letter again right or really you know talk to someone all those things that were, were just it's interesting to me how we kind of voluntarily let those things go and i, I know. think maybe this will be a, a, a revisit do we really want to let those things go we might need them we need them now yeah and we will need them, no doubt, in the future. So it's kind of interesting. I um, was uh, saw a friend yesterday. We were doing a lot of social walks. And uh, at the end of the social walk, she shared this um, uh. daily quarantine questions with me that she got from a friend. And I thought these were kind of brilliant. And we'll post these on our website. Great. Um, the first, so things to do every day, to, just to think about while we're stuck at home. or, or Not just stuck at home, we're home. Number one. Safe at home. Yeah. Who, yeah. Am, I, who am I checking on? Or connecting with today. Hmm. Number two. My 92-year-old neighbor. Yeah. What expectations <laughs> of normal am I letting go of today? Right. Number three. How am I getting outside today? Number four. How am I moving my body today? Five. How am I expressing my creativity today? 
Number six, what type of self-care am I practicing today? And number seven, most important of all, what am I grateful for today? Yeah. I think there's some great things to be grateful for. And one of the things... That's that, great guidance for getting, getting through this. And yeah. one of the things that I have do every day of my life is take a long walk. And I walk up in the hills of Portland. And the people are lovely. People are very magnanimous in their lives. And they've been doing this for a long time. People believe poems. And they put them in these little like poem... Uh, I call them poem altars almost. I know people have the lending Wonderful. libraries. And they put a poem. And they put a poem out each month. And in, in closing today, I brought, found two. And I'd love to share those with you. And Candace, you want to read the first one? I'll read the first one. These have both came out since the quarantine that I can tell of. This is, I, I would love to run into those. Just They're we'll wonderful. See them on. So this one is called When This Is Over by Laura Kelly Finucci. When this is over... May we never again take for granted a handshake with a stranger, full shelves at the store, conversations with neighbors, a crowded theater, Friday night out, the taste of communion, a routine checkup, the school rush each morning, coffee with a friend, the stadium roaring, each deep breath, a boring Tuesday, life itself. When this ends, may we find that we have become more like the people we wanted to be, we were called to be, we hoped to be, and may we stay that way, better for each other because of the worst. And the one I also want to end Beautiful. with is called In Quarantine, and this was written or released on March 7th, 2020, which is amazing. It's by Kim Stafford, who's our Oregon po Poet Laureate. After they sealed the doors and locked the gate, after they left us mortality estimates on a sheet to post in the hall, after they counted our days of water by megaphone from outside the perimeter and drove away, after our desperate questions had exhausted all our tears, after we looked at each other first with suspicion of contagion, then with curiosity and then with love, someone found a guitar, remembered a song, and we all got in a line, laughing arm in arm, and we danced. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We yes. so love having you as our listeners, and we hope that this has been an inspirational episode for you. As we look across at each other with tears in, in our, our eyes. eyes. We feel say, it. We feel, feel it. it. We feel it. We'll see you soon. Take with, care, ladies. With love, Kyle. Candace. Well, here we are at the end of this WTF, Women Talking Frankly, podcast episode. In signing off, we want you to remember that what you are feeling is not all in your head. And that you have so many options to choose from to get you back to balanced living. Until next time, be well. And remember, if you want a great life, you need to ask great questions. Be courageous. Ask for what you need. With love, Kyle and Candace. Our website is womentalkingfrankly.com, where you can find all of our episodes, check out the show notes for resources, articles, and remedies, and where you can also feel free to email us with any questions, a hormone story, anything you'd like us to share with our listeners. Women Talking Frankly, WTF, is produced by Dan Rigger of Medicine Whistle Studios in his lovely Southeast Portland, Oregon studio. We want to thank our webmaster and dear friend, Deb Hollister of Pure and Simple Graphic Design. We also want to give a shout out to all of our family, friends, and patients for all of their support and encouragement to start this podcast. We are your hosts, Kyle McAvoy and Candace Birch. <laughs>